over 99% of the businesses in the UK are small and medium-sized businesses. They have to be successful in operating well for us to have an economy that thrives. You want livelihoods to improve. You need good, successful businesses uh, to do that. And so they're absolutely essential that we continue to support them to, to, to grow and succeed as best we can. Hello and welcome to UmiCast, a podcast about business and entrepreneurship. At UMI, we make it easier for businesses to do more and go further by finding and packaging the best information, expertise and finance so you can make better business decisions more quickly. This conversation is with someone who has been working at the heart of government to drive forward a wide range of initiatives that support business innovation and growth. Daniel Harrison is a Deputy Director in the Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy focused on the government's landmark Help to Grow scheme. For the last 17 years, Daniel's been working at Bayes and in the civil service more broadly, implementing a number of key business support programs, not least the Business Support Helpline, which UMI delivers on behalf of Bayes and which provides free impartial expert advice to thousands of business owners every year. Daniel is currently working on the Help to Grow Digital Scheme, which provides up to £5,000 of funding to help businesses adopt digital technologies through things like accounting, CRM and e-commerce software. So in this conversation, Daniel and I discuss his work on Help to Grow Digital and Help to Grow Management, as well as talking about the broader productivity problem or productivity puzzle that these schemes are aimed at addressing. We also talk about some of the long-term and short-term challenges facing UK SMEs, from inflation and the cost of living to talent attraction and retention, and of course, getting businesses to net zero. I was super grateful to speak to Daniel and get a glimpse of what it is like shaping and implementing business support schemes at a national level, so I'm sure you'll take a lot from this conversation, as I know I did. And without further ado, here is Daniel Harrison on helping businesses to think differently, innovate and grow. Uh, Well, welcome to the podcast, Daniel, and thanks so much for taking the time out to speak to me. Uh, Really looking forward to to catching up with you about all things Bayes. So, uh, you know, how how have things been for you? How have things been going over at at Bayes? What can you... uh, what can, what can you give me in terms of an update, how things have been for you? Uh, when Baze, I currently lead the Help to Grow Digital project, which has a sister program, Help to Grow Management. So it's been a very busy time for us getting it set up, getting it launched, getting it operating, trying to get it out to businesses so they're aware of it and can start to access the support available. Um, so that's been really intense time, but you know, just like for everybody, the last couple of years has been interesting and different and we've had to be adaptable and flexible. And um, my role in terms of working with small and medium-sized businesses meant, you know, we've been trying to get the support out to businesses through that time and the information so that they can kind of carry on operating their businesses. And that's been a big part of what I've certainly been involved in um, most recently. Yeah, yeah. No, I can imagine it's been a, a really busy time over, over the last couple of years for for you guys and for many other government departments uh, as as well, right? There's been a, a real um, increased appetite for for the kinds of schemes that 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 you guys uh, create and, and and run and distribute. So uh, obviously, from our side at, at UMI, we have a, a long-standing relationship with you and the team at Bayes, and I'm sure we'll come on to talk a little bit more about that. Um, but kind of before we dive in, Daniel, you know, could you just give me a little bit? 
of a insight into your background, you know, and, and, and perhaps talk a little bit about uh, what attracted you to working for the civil service and, and perhaps what you did previously. I know you've been um, in, involved in the civil service for a long time, but yeah, could you just give me a little overview, I guess, of, of your kind of background and career? Yeah, certainly happy to. Um, so I've been in the civil service uh, longer than I realised, 17 years now. Uh, I originally intended to join for a couple of years to see what it was like and 17 years in, I'm clearly enjoying it and still uh, loving the challenge of it. But my time before that was in a variety of local authorities and public sector bodies up and down the country, um, largely in energy, renewables, climate change sort of work um, before joining government and kind of carried on in that vein, originally with the uh, Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs at, at that point, um, working on a lot of kind of strategy projects uh, and climate change. I think I joined, there was about 12 of us on climate change. By the end of there, there was 100 and there's obviously been whole departments and everything since then. So I've kind of seen that through a quite quite a, a change journey. But most recently for me is um, working with small and medium-sized businesses to support their growth. And I've been involved in that work for probably nearly six years now. Um, worked on a kind of range of policies um, to do that around kind of startups and scale-ups and access to finance um, and productivity challenge, which is kind of where we are at today with some of the schemes we have running. Um, okay. But yeah, just been hugely interesting, such a variety of work in the civil service that has kind of kept kept me interested, keep me moving around. Yeah. Would you say that's what you attribute to having, like you say, you initially joined, you thought you might stay there for for a couple of years and oh, here we are 17 years later. It's, I guess, that uh, variety of, of the different roles that you're able to, to take on and, and sort of move into different departments and things like that. Is that what keeps it interesting, would you say? Uh, yeah, completely. I mean, the, the, the flexibility of moving around to, to new challenges and learning new skills um, and working with great people, and that's not just in government, that's with all the stakeholders that we work with. It's great to be able to get involved in the sort of projects I've been involved in. But probably the biggest thing around that is kind of like the kind of values of the civil service and the commitment that everybody has to try and improve, you know, the public good and how we work as a nation. And that just is something that, you know, drives a lot of passion in me, but everybody I work with, and I know, you know, those people outside of government that we work with as well. And so that keeps it inspiring. Uh, and yeah. like I say, really value driven. Yeah, I think yeah, one of the things that often gets talked about is is the culture at the at the civil service, and it obviously being a, a really a really positive one, and and making an impact as well. Daniel, I imagine you've seen a lot of um, campaigns and schemes and programs that you've been involved with at the kind of inception stage or the very very early stage. You kind of see those right through to delivery and and helping the various different communities and, and organizations that they created to help. So is that another kind of aspect of it when you talk about inspiration, it's that ability to sort of see the impact that you make in the world? Yeah, yeah, massively. Um, yeah, having real world impacts is is what it's kind of all about and seeing those things happen. Uh, and, you know, I'm very much committed to staying with projects through from design of the idea, working with people to kind of generate the ideas, but then actually delivering them and seeing them happen and have that real impact uh, on the ground in the real world with, with businesses and, and people. Yeah, of course. And, and it's, it's, it's sort of implementing policy as well, isn't it? You know, that the, there are sort of um, the initiatives and the, and the commitments that the government makes, and then you have to kind of translate that into sort of, yeah, actionable, actionable programs. And, and I imagine there's a lot of challenges in there and, and there's a lot of um, sort of, you know, uh, different stakeholders that you have to involve right the way through the process. But um, 
I guess what keeps what what keeps you going is that kind of idea in the back of the head, your head that you are kind of delivering change, you know, sort of one step at a time. Yeah, no, very much so. That that impact and you know trying our best to get it right and to deliver the, the the benefits that we set out to achieve and the policies and you have great ideas on paper and when they reach the real world sometimes they're more challenging than you expect and you've got to try and adapt uh, to make sure you deliver the results you're really looking for and you know, having been around in this job for a little while is learning from the things that haven't gone as well as we'd hoped and making sure the next time we do something that we've got a greater chance of success uh, and keep kind of learning from from things that we do. Okay okay so I know that you mentioned that you started with the civil service in the department for the environment. And obviously now, now you're with Bayes. How, have you been with Bayes for six years? Did you say? No, it must be ooh, uh, about 10 ish. I think yeah. uh, I was working on defense and national security before the, the small and medium sized businesses that I'm doing. doing ah, okay. And of course there was a big um, kind of merger, wasn't there between sort of to create Bayes between two previous um government departments so were you with yeah is it business and skills yeah there's business and skills back in the day and there's department for energy and climate change um which like i said being back involved when climate change was a small team and growing to a whole department and now it's kind of merged back in with uh with with the the business department you know it's great having those things together the business the economy and the energy and climate change action uh, it's it's really strong but how it sits alongside innovation and science which is also something we do in the department as well it's a great combination of, of issues um and all those skills are more led by department for, for education now we work very closely with them on making sure we've kind of constantly developing the skills we need for the economy yeah i think it's a really interesting point you make about sort of having that umbrella you know uh, you, you're also you're involved at the kind of uh, direct consumer level in terms of advising about uh, these energy changes, for example, that we're seeing. But then you're also kind of on the research and innovation side, looking at you know offshore wind and these kind of new energies. So it's it's a kind of uh, closed circuit in a way between obviously businesses and uh, industry, but then also uh, sort of the consumer side of things as well you kind of that closed cycle do you think about it in, in that sort of way i would say it's very connected um maybe not quite a closed cycle but an incredibly connected ecosystem of things which are always interacting with each other uh, and you know you mentioned energy the challenges we face right now uh, are very relevant to consumers and businesses and being able to look at that in the round as a department alongside what we're doing to try and innovate uh, and meet net zero commitments is it's great to be able to have that there but you know it's a whole government approach and there's so many departments involved in helping make that happen whilst we play a kind of leading role as uh, of kind of developing and delivering the strategy around that yeah of course of course and i suppose if if someone's listened to this and they haven't heard of of, of beers before could you just give like a, 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 a i guess a bit of an elevator pitch type thing of 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 yeah what what beers is what it what it does and and I think then moving on to kind of the the aspect of biz that is specifically about supporting businesses. Yeah, certainly. So um, it's the Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy. And, um, you know, we don't say that enough sometimes and just assume everybody knows what knows what that means. But, um, you know, at the heart of it, it is, you know, trying to support economic growth and support businesses to um, be successful, 
to grow within within this country but within that as well is looking at net zero which is a huge part of what the department is about and how we achieve net zero goals and there's kind of a 10-point plan about how we achieve that and that's stretches across the whole economy and consumers within that we need obviously energy security and security of supply um, and you know the, the cost of living issues are very much fun to mind at the moment and the kind of inflationary pressures that come from from the energy movement as well but security of supply is important but how do we decarbonize um, uh, the energy supply in the market uh, and the role that consumers play within that um, so that's a really big part of that and how we're going to do that but how we're going to grow as economy as well as innovation and innovation is a really important part of what the department does um, we support organizations like uk um, ukri uh, to you know support the research community and that's from you know the universities and the, the very initial research through to um, putting those market those ideas through to market and actually hopefully those businesses growing successfully not just in the UK but globally to deliver those innovations and that's a big part of of what we do as a department we know there's other areas as well labor rights is a really important part of what we we, we cover and labor policy making sure that the um, very high labor standards for people working in there so the kind of current work that's been going on around you know in the past recently about zero hour contracts is something that's been very kind of exercise in the department um and then coming to the kind of the enterprise bit the thing around us around business growth is making sure that we're supporting businesses to start well and to grow and be as successful as they can um removing barriers as much as we can where they exist making sure the regulatory burdens are uh, appropriate and um can actually stimulate uh, growth and there's a good read across between the innovation side and regulation about how we can use that to help drive economic growth um, but making sure people have got the basics there to help them grow so access to finance is a really important part of what we do and the work we do particularly with British Business Bank that's part of kind of the Bayes family um, to make sure that businesses have the access to grow and they played an incredibly important role during the kind of COVID um, uh, period as well and, and still and still do and then kind of more specific projects like myself around help to grow management, help to grow digital, where we're trying to improve the productivity of businesses and help them be more competitive to be able to drive more kind of profit making um, within their business and, and be more successful, as successful as they can in the UK market, but globally as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a, it's a really good overview of, of, of what you guys do. And, you know, there's a, if there's a common thread that, that runs through that, I think it's uh, the extent to which Bayes is grappling with the challenges, right, that the country faces both at the level of, of, of business, at the level of the consumer and, and at other levels as well. It's kind of about recognising the, the challenges and the opportunities, of course, and, and sort of developing and devising schemes around that. So uh, you've mentioned sort of COVID a little bit and 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 if we can just kind of circle back to that and then forget about it for the rest yeah. of the conversation. Uh, but, uh, you know, it has obviously changed, changed everything, changed the way that, 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 that businesses operate, changed, changed whole markets, the, the way that people work as well. As well. Um, and yeah, I suppose if you can just zoom in a little bit on, on what that time was like in the department and in terms of the, the, some of the specific kind of initiatives that that you uh, guys at a department level were, were involved with obviously you mentioned the, the British Business Bank I mean that was a that was a huge um sort of package of, of 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 loans and funding and things like that that went out to businesses to support them during that time um but yeah any any other reflections I guess on on the kind of last couple of years yeah well I, I mean I started saying I think 
the, the support that was provided through through that time and kind of continues to date is an unprecedented level of support. I'm, I mean, I've only been in the, the kind of government 17 years, but I've never seen anything like it before. And, you know, speaking to others that they, they haven't for generations before. So the sort of support that came through, I think was unprecedented. And we hope that that's helped, you know, well, a number of businesses survive and grow through this. And so you mentioned the British Business Bank, you know, 80 billion pounds of finance of support going to over 1.6 million businesses over the last couple of years. Um, if you think it had done something around 7 billion in the seven years before that, the scale up of that activity wow. was in incredible. Uh, and we and the delivery partners we work with, you know, mobilized that as quickly as we can um, to do that. But the other support that was available through um, through grants and loans you know some of those have been extended recently as you know omnicon took effect and so yeah it's been like an additional billion pounds to support um the outbreak of there that was announced in kind of i think it was december time you know one-off grants of up to six thousand pounds particularly for the hospitality and leisure sector that were affected in those areas but there's the package of support across there from kind of business rates reliefs um direct support and obviously the kind of furlough scheme and everything it's been an incredible amount of support that's come out and schemes designed at a pace uh no you know i, I haven't kind of experienced before and that's been really good it's kind of civil service working as i've seen it at its best but responding to a very immediate need um and i'll just yeah. say so as as things are working fixing in flight as things are going and getting the live feedback from businesses and adapting the schemes as best as possible to try and you know get that support out there yeah, yeah. I, th I think, uh, you know, from our perspective as well, in terms of delivering things like the, the business support helpline, uh, that was also like rapidly sort of scaled up and, uh, and uh, you know, there was a lot of work in and it, it, it felt like at all levels that the country just sort of um, pulled together and, and kind of got on with it, which looking back now, you know, while you're in that sort of uh, flux, it, it, you're just taking it one day at a time. But yeah, looking looking back, it it, it definitely feels like a, an extraordinary uh, period. Um, so I think to move us on from from that, it in terms of kind of support for for SMEs specifically, of course, that the, the UK is 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 made up uh, of majority SMEs. That the business community is is, is majority SMEs. So yeah, I guess. Um, how important is it for for you guys to be targeting the the, the uh, schemes and, and support that you have available at those kind of smaller and, and medium sized businesses? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, it's absolutely essential. You know, you hear lots of phrases about backbone of the economy and things like that that, that are used, but it, it's true. However, you kind of want to describe it. You know, ninety nine percent over ninety nine percent of the businesses in the UK are small and medium sized businesses. They have to be successful and operating well for us to have an economy that thrives and that flows through to people's livelihoods. You know, if you want um, livelihoods to improve, you need good, successful businesses uh, to do that. And so they're absolutely essential that we continue to support them to, to, to grow and succeed as best we can. Yeah, of course, of course. And obviously uh, a big part of your job, <clears throat> Daniel, and, and kind of the reason for us chatting today is to talk about the, the help to grow scheme and I know that's that's something that obviously you're involved with now and and have been I imagine probably throughout the 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 yeah. um sort of process of, of of it being probably just an idea to to now having been rolled out um so yeah could you just talk a little bit about the kind of mechanics of of, of that time in terms of the, the 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 process where you know you obviously identified a challenge 
and 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 identified help to grow or created help to grow uh, as being a, a solution um so yeah just just sort of give us an idea in terms of the the background to the help to grow scheme um and kind of maybe for somebody who hasn't heard of it what it's going to set out to achieve yeah certainly um so i mean what's really trying to tackle is a productivity issue that we have in the uk or rather than kind of a problem it's an opportunity you know there's um there's a great opportunity for us to improve our overall competitiveness um, through driving up productivity. Um, so that, you know, when we look around the world at different comparators, other similar countries and similar economies operate, their productivity is higher. We've done some analysis, we've looked at that. Um, we think there's two core issues that um, are absolutely important to that. It's around kind of leadership and management opportunities and digital adoption. And it was, uh, a report back in 2019, the Business Productivity Review that um, Department for Business and Treasury worked on together to look at, well, what do we think the issue is? What do we think we need to be done about it? And that's where we drew the conclusion around these two issues as being two fundamental things that can really help us drive forward our kind of productivity and boost competitiveness. And as you can imagine, there was lots of ideas on the table and to be fair there's lots of ideas that have been tried um, in the past over years because um, the productivity problem is not a new one but one that we do need to solve and um, I think going through COVID there's been such rapid ap adaptation and innovation but it's a problem that still persists through this and we need to still find solutions and say so, um, born out of that work that we did jointly with Treasury was um, decision to focus around Kind of really focusing on those two issues and the help to grow pro program was born out of that and announced at budget last year march kind of 2021 uh and help to grow management as you would guess by the name on it is more focused around looking at those kind of leadership and management um opportunities and that's a scheme that went live kind of last june um with working in partnership with business schools up and down uh, the country and I should say the health grow scheme is UK wide so it's open to businesses across the whole of the UK and that program is you know it's around 50 hours of support part through structured learning with those business schools but a lot of it is through mentoring and specific advice to your business and coming out of that is a growth plan something that's very specific to your business which um, you know is there to help you grow and build your businesses it helps you as leaders and managers of the business to build some skills and get new insights and get experiences from other people from different sectors um, that have been through these challenges before or going through them at the same time and that's kind of a really big part of how the learning works is kind of sharing those experiences but making sure it is tailored to your business as well um, and some of the things we touch on is around innovation and uh, adoption as well. So there's a bit of a kind of join up with the Help to Grow Digital there. So I use that as a bit of a segue to talk about the Help to Grow Digital program, which is, you know, targeting to similar businesses, but a kind of different way of delivery, which is, you know, it's information and advice to help you understand what your digital needs might be, how to choose the sort of software uh, needed that best suits you in the market, but really importantly about how to successfully adopt it. Um, because a lot of people have bought software and technology in the past, but haven't been able to kind of bring it into their business operations as successfully as they thought uh, or what it said uh, on the tin. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, what we really want to do is make sure we capture the benefits from that adoption along the way. So a key part of that is 
financial support. So you can access a discount of up to 5,000 ONS for up to 50% of the cost over the first 12 months of accessing uh, the approved software from the scheme. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, both of both of the schemes are, are essentially about, like you say, tackling that, 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 that productivity puzzle, I think it's been referred to, right, in, in, in the past. And I think sort of looking a little bit at help to grow digital first certainly seems um, like really prescient in a way because obviously this would have been getting discussed before COVID. But then obviously when we all go to that remote working thing overnight uh, and we have to suddenly be working over teams and and, and things like that, it becomes a um, sort of necessity and, and many businesses that perhaps wouldn't have been persuaded to um, adopt digital technologies sort of had to out, out, out of necessity. So uh, I guess like fortuitous in terms of timing that you guys were able to launch this scheme sort of when there was an increased appetite, I think, for perhaps people have looked at, at um, the digital conferencing uh, software as a kind of starting point seeing the benefits of doing that and, and then now thinking, right, what other parts of my business can I sort of digitally transform and and kind of what are the benefits of of, of, of that? So I guess, do you want to just talk about the, because there's three different areas in terms of help to grow digital in terms of the kind of software that, that uh, people are able to kind of... Um, uh, people that people should be adopting and that are able to get support to to buy and things like that. Yes, yeah, certainly. So uh, the offer company includes uh, accountancy and customer relationship management systems and their software that are approved onto the scheme. So part of this was uh, the, the the scheme design is that you know we assess products, we bring them on, and then the discount that you can access is is for those for those products. Um, e-commerce um, will be joining the platform soon. That's the kind of third category, um, which hopefully also gives you a sense of this isn't a static program that you sometimes get from government. We want to build, we want to grow. This is the starting point of it with the range of products that we've got on there and the technology categories that we cover. But we started with those those specific areas because we think they're kind of real foundation type technologies, which we, whichever sector you're in, they're going to offer value and benefit to you as a business um, and you know the sort of productivity gains you can get a, a kind of up, up to 18 percent boost from adopting these technologies to your business now that's that's some serious uh serious um improvements that you can make from some relatively small investments to the business um, and so we hope that the support we provide can help people take that first step if they're doing it or to take the second and third step if they're moving on to some of the other technologies or you know they've started with some basic packages and want to upgrade to something that's more sophisticated we support those sorts of steps through the scheme Um, but like I say this is the start we hope to grow the scheme we hope to improve the offer and respond to what SMEs are telling us they need from it yeah that kind of industry engagement's really important and I think in terms of the 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 benefits uh, Daniel it's you know, one of the one of the things that we certainly hear in terms of um, adopting digital technology is that it sort of gives businesses a little bit more time, and I guess um, is 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 that something that that you know you mentioned the eighteen percent figure is that maybe businesses have more time if they have if this if they implement kind of uh, cloud accounting or or one of these um, sort of uh, digital software packages it sort of automates bits of the process that maybe you're done on paper, like currently. And obviously that's quite an inefficient way 
to be working. So it, it, it's as much about kind of the time saving as, as, as I guess the cost saving, would you say? Yeah, very much. So. And, you know, talking to businesses, that's something, you know, it's very precious to them. The time is constantly stretched in every direction. And um, so having the tools, and these just happen to be digital tools to help you manage that time, help you and the staff in, engage and uh, share resources, you know, whether that's, you know, keeping on top of accounts or keeping on top of customers and sales and what you think the next promotion might be and who to target. Um, these are tools that can help you do that. Should save you some time along the way or at least get you more, more return from your investment of that time by being able to use these tools. Um, so yeah, we think that's one of the big benefits as well as you know, the basics, increasing sales, being able to reach your customers better, being able to target um, them with the things that they need, um, trying to help understand how best to draw them back as a kind of return customer or keep them retained. You know, uh, and, and again, some of those other basics, you know, automating the invoicing. Um, one of my previous roles was uh, um, responsible for um, prompt payment or late payment as the problem really yeah. is and we know it's a, a real problem for so many um, so many small businesses being able to automate some of that including some of the chasers because I've spoken to loads of SMEs at both end of the spectrum sometimes chasing the SME invo the invoice is the best day of the week because bringing money in and chasing up and for others they find that the most awkward conversation of yeah. their relationship with their client is kind of chasing the money and people have different perspectives on that but the more you can automate some of those processes, um, the more it can you know save your time. So by the time you're picking up the phone, it's the end of a process, not not the start. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I think on the other side of that kind of time element is that, you know, perhaps thinking a little bit more about help to grow management. If there is um, an SME owner or manager out there who wants to learn more about productivity and innovation and, and how they can obviously um, implement those things and introduce them to their business. I think there is sometimes with, with, you know, when you're running a small business, particularly like, like you say, time is stretched, you're busy in the day-to-day -day operations, but I guess how important is it for business owners to kind of take the time out? Do you know what I mean? To think a little bit more about strategy, to think a bit, a little bit more about processes and innovation and, you know, are, are they, um, it's like, it's that kind of work, smarter not harder analogy i guess so yeah on the kind of help to grow management side and in terms of working with the business schools and 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 and, and sort of strengthening the, the the sort of strategic uh aspect of the business how important is it uh to get that kind of message out there about why something like help to grow management will be beneficial yeah certainly and I think it's one of those things where it's just important to take a step back, like you say, and sometimes look at the business. What's the long-term plan? Where's the market moving? Where are my competitors moving to? What's the sort of innovations coming through um, that can help you stay ahead of the curb or catch up with some of the leaders if other people are kind of starting to, to kind of stretch away and um, uh, bring more competition to you. And so it's really important to be able to take that time out. And that's why we think the helps grow management is a really good way to do that because you get to take that time out with your business uh, thinking about your business but with some peers that understand similar sorts of issues maybe have been there before can offer advice but also with the mentors that's one-to-one -one specific sessions that you have about your your business and um 50 hours may seem like a lot but like I say only half of that's in the classroom half of it's with a men mentor the people that have been on the scheme so far say they thought it was a huge value experience. Going into it, they were a bit nervous about the time commitment, and many, many are. But actually, having it, having done it, say it's a massively worthwhile process, and you know, want to recommend it to their kind of friends and family. 
And so I think that's really important. And, you know, it's a 90% discount. So the SME does need to pay £750, but that's 90% discount on what this this course, this support should should really cost. And so I think it's a huge opportunity um, for businesses to be able to take up. Yeah. And in terms of kind of how that works then, so you've partnered with the Small Business Charter in terms of the delivery of that. And in terms of the relationships with the university business schools, so this is essentially... Um, you can jump onto the kind of small business charter website or you can go through help to grow and you can basically find um, the next or the nearest uh, help to grow management yeah. program kind of at the at universities near you. Right. So it, it, I guess it's, it's not something where you haven't to kind of travel, you know, hundreds of miles away or anything like that. And you can kind of, and I guess, you know, to strengthen the relationship with local business schools for local businesses is going to be super important, right. In terms of like, potentially uh, new new hires for them and, and and that kind of relationship. So yeah, I guess how important is that relationship with with the business schools and delivering the scheme? Yeah, no, it is really important. You know, they're across the whole of the UK. Um, they're local to people areas or local-ish, but a lot of it's done virtually now as well. And so um, one of the feedbacks we've had from SMEs is actually, as we've all got used to it, that's really handy because you know, rather than it being you know, two hours in a classroom and you're losing all that time, travel time around it, you can jump on, do the things that you need to do uh, and, and dip out. And so it's very flexible. The business schools, you know, come with a lot of experience um, and they're, they're not run by lots of people with kind of leather elbow pads and stuff. These are kind of, you know, very experienced business and entrepreneurs themselves. And like I said, the mentors that um, a part of the scheme as well all come with a lot of business experience so should be local flexible very practical about yeah. what you can do to help grow your business yeah fantastic fantastic and I think you know we've we've, we've sort of touched on it throughout Daniel but you know I just want to spend a little bit of time on kind of the short and long-term challenges facing UK SMEs um, mm. today in terms of how you think about that how, how, how Bayes is, is obviously thinking about that um, if we can start with kind of the immediate immediate challenges, because I think you know things like like productivity. There, I mean, obviously it's urgent as well that businesses become more productive, but they kind of are more longer term. You know, like sort of processes of transformation. Whereas there's some kind of immediate short term challenges mm-hmm. as well. I think so. Yeah, I guess things things that you would highlight for businesses to be, you know, thinking about if they aren't already and 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 watch out for. Yeah, certainly. I mean, businesses will know this better, better than I, um, but there is so much kind of pressure on their time and decision-making ability to um, adapt with the business. There's obviously the inflationary pressures that we're facing right now from a number of sources, energy just being kind of one of the factors in there. Um, supply chain issues, um, you know, global supply chain issues that are interrupting supplies uh, and skills you know it's a longer many of these are long-term issues as well as short-term issues but you know there's a present day issue within a kind of longer term problem in, in many instances and so being able to recruit and retain the right sort of staff and some sectors are facing that more acutely than others um but they're they're real problems for, for SMEs to face at the moment yeah of, of course I think I think you highlight the key ones there and of course I think um in terms of the transition to net zero as well that, that's that's another uh, one of these challenges where, like you say, there is a long-term 
I mean, largely people think about it as being a long-term kind of issue that their business has to grapple with, but there are kind of like near-term like aspects, aspects to that as, as well, aren't there? That uh, I think, yeah, there's, the, there's almost a situation where a lot of the challenges facing businesses now are kind of both short and long-term in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if the next question was around what's long-term problems, I'd still be saying, right, well, it's around skills, um, it's around kind of some of the supply chain issues and competitiveness and the productivity um, that we talked about. And it's just that they're, they're presenting themselves in a very real and acute way right now and you, you know you mentioned the net zero piece for for example you know the cost of energy is bringing sharp into focus what that means for kind of daily operations and the sort of transitions we need to make and uh how the cost drives or the cost incentives may be changing for us to make some of the investments we might need to make as as consumers and as businesses yeah and i, I guess a lot of the, the the targets that the government has around that the um Businesses are, are so central, I think, aren't they? To you know, a lot of the things that 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 the, that the government wants to do and that the that the UK wants to do, and I guess it brings it back to that piece around base sort of being a a, a kind of it, it sort of encompasses all all of that, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does, and what that hopefully also means we do we can understand the trade-offs that a business is having to make as as we are as a kind of department thinking well we want to achieve this goal of kind of net zero deduction whilst driving down the cost of energy right now and you know grappling with those problems that are kind of national level as government but very much with how this actually works with businesses in mind as well um so i think that's really helpful yeah yeah and I think the other aspect of it as well is is that kind of market volatility. You know, we've we've seen an extraordinary period over the last kind of couple of years where there's been an extraordinary package of support delivered delivered by the government. And and I guess yeah, looking looking ahead, it it's it's I, I guess it, it sort of reaffirms the case for for taking a little bit of time out. Perhaps obviously there is these day to day pressures, but there are also a lot of things coming down the track that are going to warrant business owners to maybe take that time out and think a little bit more about um you know how they're going to you know what their response is going to be and how they're going to adapt to the kind of the you know I don't want to say it but the new normal in a way you know there's a lot yeah. of things that businesses weren't thinking about a couple of years ago that now they absolutely sort of must yeah no very much so and it's you know kind of seeing the wood for the trees sometimes because there's so much to work through on a daily basis and there's been so much change to take through to be able to take a, a kind of moment of thought out to think about well actually how does this change the sector i work in like with my local competitors like my, with, you know where's the where's the business moving to um and how do we take the staff with me through all those sorts of changes you know taking that sort of time out i think is is really valuable and it doesn't always feel like you've got that time available and you know it, it really doesn't feel like that most of the time the benefit coming out of the other end of it, I think, will be worth worthwhile for people to kind of to take that time. Yeah, I think it's it's about kind of taking that long term view that that the taking the time out now will hopefully you know pay back tenfold in the yeah. in the long run kind of thing in terms of yeah, like you say, talent retention, uh, more productive uh, operations, and, and and all the other things that we've discussed. So, um, I think. In terms of other things, Daniel, kind of advice that, that, that you might give to a small business owner that is um, looking for support but but doesn't know where to start. Maybe they've maybe they started their business during COVID. Maybe they've, they've been going a little while, but they are seeing some of these challenges that we've discussed and thinking right, kind of um, 
what should I, what should I do, you know, to be fair. So, you know, in terms of like a kind of signpost and exercise, like, yeah, what, what advice would you give to, to a small business owner that, you know, wants to do the right things and, and wants to uh, be, be grasping the nettle of some of these thorny issues, um, but, but perhaps doesn't, just doesn't know where to start? Yeah, certainly. So I've got to start with the government website for sure. You know, go to gov.uk business support. Um, and there's, you know, a wealth of information which gives you the basics of when you're starting. And there's, you know, there's loads of procedural stuff about how to sign up. But actually, we're trying to put more content on there about, well, how to grow and where to go get the advice to, to kind of grow your business. And the business support helpline um, is a key part of that because um, it's great looking at stuff on the website, but you can pick up the phone and talk to somebody and get some immediate advice and some direction to where there is further support locally, nationally, wherever it may be coming from, uh, and able to book appointments with, uh, you know, some business advisors to really get yeah. into the detail of your, your issue. So I think that's a really important and great place to start because then you can talk to somebody and they can help signpost you off. And depending where you are in the UK, the network of growth hubs across England, for example, a great place to, to, to start and will have a lot of local schemes that they're delivering as well. But similarly across the rest of the UK, and, you know, Scottish Enterprise and Business Wales got great schemes to, to, to offer as well as um, Business Northern Ireland. Um, so they're good places to go. But there's also, you know, your local chambers of commerce, your, your peers. You know, we do the research. Most people start off with their friends and family. That's a great place to start, but try and connect up with some of the other business people and local business networks. It's a great way to tap into people's knowledge and experience people that have been there and done the things that you're looking to do before you uh and generally i've always found other business people uh, really willing to share their experiences and help others um to avoid some of the pitfalls and take some of the opportunities so yeah reach out talk to people um there is there is lots of help out there absolutely i i think the key message there is is that there is tons of support out there right it's it's, it's not as if that there, there there isn't tons of organizations and, and other people who who want to help you succeed i think it is just kind of taking that first step and, and being proactive and, and and having those conversations you know obviously we're we're huge on that at, in terms of umi of, of speaking to uh somebody about about the issues that you, that you face and yeah I, I think just recognizing that there is so much support out there is probably you know, a really, a, a really good bit of advice. Um, and yeah, and if sorry, anything, yeah. I'd say, you know, I know when the trans people find is there's too much support out there. And so where do I start <laughs> and how do I find my way through this kind of forest of support and organizations available? But, you know, that's where the business support helpline can be a really good part of helping you navigate there. The local Federation of Small Businesses or Chambers, like I say, they're, they're a way to help you find uh, access to the right sort of support that will help you. Yeah, yeah. You, you speak to you speak to a person that kind of it, it sort of demystifies. I think you know, particularly using the using the internet and, and things. You type in the issue that you face, you get thousands of results. Whereas if you speak to someone, it's like, right, we've been through this process with other similar businesses like yourself before. You want to try this, this, and this. I, I, I think it is. Um, I think, I, I, yeah, I think that's a really key element. That kind of human element. Um, so yeah, before I let you go, Daniel, the last thing to ask you about is you know how you're feeling about the future how Bayes is, is feeling about about the future of the uk economy and and obviously the millions of, of smes that make it up how are you guys uh feeling about the future as it, as it is today so the right thing about the future is you know there's really challenging times we've just come through and we're still in right now but 
there are huge opportunities ahead of us. And you know, seeing the stats recently of the number of businesses that are still starting up through COVID and beyond just shows you that there's a huge entrepreneurial kind of culture across the UK and I just think there's so much opportunity for us to build and grow and the more we take the opportunities that innovation and digital and all that sort of thing gives us the more chance we have of kind of being successful in that so challenging times but some great opportunities for us. Perfect perfect Daniel well there uh, thanks so much for your time today and uh, it's been yeah really really interesting to kind of hear things fr- fr- from your perspective and I'm sure there's tons of insights in there for, for others who might be listening to this as well so um where is the kind of the best place for people to find out more about help to grow then is that just to go to the the kind of help to grow website um yeah go yeah. to help to grow you can point it off to digital and the management scheme the site i think is kind of well designed and we're constantly improving it so welcome any feedback if you get there and it's not quite giving you what you want but all the information is there and for example on help to grow digital we're trying to give you instant answers so you can really you know by the time you get to the application bit, if that's what you want to do, it's seconds, if not minutes, to fill in your information and you get an instant answer. As fast yeah. as your Wi-Fi works, we're trying to respond to that. So it's a very quick customer services, isn't it, kind of government form to fill in and wait two months for your answer. This is, um, uh, yeah, yeah web-based instant, instant access to the Help to Go digital program. Okay. And of course, there's lots of other sort of support and advice and things like that available, sort of gov.uk more broadly, right, for yeah. different sort of challenges. Yeah, that's it. Okay. WK business support and it's there. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, well, yeah, thank, thanks again, Daniel. And uh, yeah, all the best to, to you and, and, and the team. And and obviously, thanks thanks so much for, for what you guys do. I think there's a lot of business out there who really appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Nice to talk to you today. Cheers. Well, there you go, Daniel Harrison there talking about the Help to Grow scheme and the huge opportunity SMEs have to get access to quality leadership and management training and digital tools that will hopefully make a real difference to their underlying productivity and profitability. It was really encouraging to hear that Bayes have been and are doing a lot of deep thinking about how best to support businesses and close the productivity gap that exists between the UK and other G7 countries. It's clearly very important for the future of the UK economy and our international competitiveness that we do solve this productivity puzzle. And I think that really underlines why businesses should take up the support on offer with both Help to Grow Digital and Help to Grow Management. So before I let you go, I just want to zero in on some of the advice Daniel gave about where to look for support if you're a business that is grappling with some of the challenges we mentioned in the podcast, but don't know where to start. So first off, the government website, gov.uk, is a rich resource uh, with tons of information about setting up and running a business, and of course is the place where you can find all of the rules and regulations you have to follow as a business owner. And great to hear Daniel mention the Business Support Helpline, which we're proud to run on behalf of Bayes and where you can speak to an advisor directly, ask them any questions you might have. Uh, we very much value that human-to-human approach at UMI, and given that it's a free service, there's, there's really nothing stopping you from calling us on 0800 998 1098. Uh, Daniel also highlighted the fantastic network of local enterprise partnerships, growth hubs and combined authorities across the UK, which each have their own business support schemes that are often free at the point of access. 
And it would be remiss if I didn't mention the Umi Satnav as well, which supports businesses wherever they are on their journey. All told, I think the bottom line here is that there is lots of advice and support out there if you're willing to take that first step. Obviously, we and other organizations can help you achieve your goals, but it's essential that you reach out and connect with us. You definitely won't regret it. So yeah, please do check out the Help to Grow scheme at helptogrow.campaign.gov.uk and huge thanks to Daniel for speaking to me and to you all for listening. Take care. <laughs>